sale this past time, well, actually known as Pastor 10. I am up at 4, excuse me, 5.35 this morning in South Korea. Good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, or good night, wherever you are. But I was um, awoken by God this morning just to be able to clarify on things that we need to know. Amen. And I was looking at, you know, how we used to have so many entertainers, so many uh, circus acts when I was younger. And Bottom and Bailey Circus, I don't know about you, but I remember to this day how some of them, this, you know, the clowns, the, the elephants riding, the different acrobats and different things going on and having so been mesmerized by the whole entire atmosphere as a child, we would go. And it was just so, for me, entertaining because you would see all the different, you know, different people, different animals, and just to be able to interact or intermingle in a way just to look and see how, you know, big, the world is and how big your eyes can get as a child. And I was looking at how now some of the entertainment of having the animals and having the uh, acrobats and just so many different things. But as I grew, I start seeing like the different aspects, like some people would mistreat the animals. Um, Some of them would you know, lion tamers would get lashed out by the lions of how they uh, would turn their backs towards them or just being able to have that uh, vulnerability because they thought they would trust them. And honestly, they're an animal and you need to respect them. And I was looking at how like some of the acrobats and uh, some of the people that would, you know, the clowns and just different things, you know, you would see different things like behind the scenes. And as you start getting more, you know, revelation, more revealing of what's going on behind the scenes, you started to understand that it's not always simple and cut and dry as some people assume it was. Let me tell you that it got to my attention so many times that right now we're living in the time where deception is so concrete that as a believer, if you don't have discernment, that you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are starting to see a lot of the lackluster the the enemy has given you. But then now you're starting to see more of what was behind the scenes. And I'm saying from Hollywood to the government to society. And a lot of times it's concaving in because we have been fed this false narrative of, you know, that because of so many things that's going on and the enemy uh, so many different people that are serving the enemy have been able to taint what we see. 
and you're, you know, from the, you know, from the media to television, to social media, to what we perceive has become so much more illumined and so much more uh, diluted with what we think. But then God gives us a different perspective. And when God gave it to me, and I was like, man, this illustration is so, you know, vivid because as a child, you're like, okay, cartoons weren't that deep. They were, you know, something simply to entertain us. Now you're starting, I'm going back and I see Tom and Jerry and I see some of how, you know, discrimination, some of all these different things, but it wasn't so simple when we were children. And I start seeing that now that we have to protect what we know, which is, you know, as children, we're vulnerable. We can be sucked in. We didn't get to be, you know, racism and all this different stuff. We didn't get taught that unless we were young and, you know, had so many great influences. We came out the womb loving. We came out the womb understanding. And now, you know, some past, some people say, well, pastor, you know, some people come out born evil. And to that recollection, I can honestly tell you that to be honest with you, in certain aspects, God has that time and that space to tell you and understand is that we were born and formed in sin, yes, but also the enemy will come in and have, you know, designated people. And I don't know how he knows, but he does. And he goes in and he taints that child. He taints that newborn. He taints that person. And from that time forward, that person knows nothing but evil. And I was like, man. That's why I was like the influence. I mean, how you, you know, how we as society, we need to be careful how what we name our children. And I was going back. I mean, you're starting to see a lot of different like names coming back up that, you know, doesn't suit, shouldn't suit that child. And I was like, man, I mean, remember um, in the Bible where they have the name Tamar. And it was David's daughter, and she had gotten raped by her, her brother. And due to that occurrence, his son felt so, you know, violated for his sister that he went and he, that hatred, that, that malice, that everything remained in him until he was able to crafted so where he was able to kill his own brother because of what's going on. And then he was able to run from his father because he knew what was going to happen. And his father didn't do anything at first. And he thought it was best in so many different aspects to leave it alone. Oh my God. And I was like, man, this is, this is not in my notes, so I'm just telling you what God gave me. And then at the same as that time, you know, I had 
was looking, going back, and I was going back into the Ten Commandments and going back and looking at different ones and the one I, I was um, exposed to as a child. And then with Charlton Heston and um, all these different um, actors. And what all of these different things, and it came back into my mind how we as women of God have to preserve who we are. But we also have to be able to be mindful of what the example you give to the next generation, whether it is male or female, you need to understand there is a responsibility towards your children to raise them in the right way of holiness. Amen. Now, there is so many different topics on this, but I wanted to tell you, this is what God gave me. The simplicity of deception is to captivate the people. And when he gave it to me, I was taken aback because you see this now. You see so much deception and you saw so many people, artists or musicians are saying they were one way, but then letting all of the money and all of the fame and all of the fortune come in and tank them so much so and letting the enemy come in and having all of these different contracts with the enemy. Y'all don't hear me though. And from that, we have so many artists that are turning over to things that God has said that should not be in your life. That should not be in your lifestyle. Amen. Now, I'm going to go, and it's going to be a little bit more detailed, but I wanted to, and this is going to segue into a lot of different things, but please understand this de deception is something that you are trying to act as it's authentic when it's really not original. And when I saw it and God was giving it to me was, in Exodus, if you please turn with me to Exodus, and I'm coming from the King James Version, and it is Exodus 7, 8 through 13 verse. And please, please, at every situation, bring out your Bible and follow along with me because this is very important. And now, more than ever, we need to be a little bit more adherent to what God is saying in his word, because I cannot stress how important God's word is, is now in this day and his time. But it says in Exodus 7, 8 through the 13th verse. And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, verse 9, when Pharaoh shall speak unto you, say, show a miracle for you. Then thou shalt say unto Aaron, take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. Verse 10, and Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. 
Verse 11, then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the excuse me, the sorcerers. Now the magicians of each Egypt, they also did in like manner, which their enchantments. Okay. Verse 12, for they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. 13 verse, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart, that he hearkeneth not unto them as the Lord had said. Now, do you understand that when verse 11, when then it says, Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. Now the magicians of Egypt, excuse me, they also, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. Do you understand the only authentic, authentic thing or authentic image was the one serpent that Aaron had cast down? And God said that. So don't you understand that the enemy saw what was going on? So he called, which is Pharaoh, called the, the sorcerers. And he called his wise men and the magicians of Egypt to what? Cast a spell onto the people to see the same as what Aaron did. In God's name. Now, do you understand how potent that is? How deliberate the enemy goes and he puts out the same seemly narrative and then goes back and shows the people what they see, what Aaron did. And I thought that's diabolical, don't you think? And don't you know the enemy is doing that now? What do you mean, Pastor? Don't you understand that every time that an individual goes to the club or goes somewhere, universities, or 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 tries to be able to go in and, and, and into the mainstream Hollywood, they're enticing them to come and bring their voices, bring their talent, and thinking that this is just an innocent industry. But then you start seeing the underbelly and you see so many celebrities talking about child molestation, child trafficking, abuse, you know. You see so many different things coming up. And as the children are growing up in that society, you see so many people um, having drug alcohol issues. And I mean, yes, it ran in the family, but it exploded more when they were a part of the industry because some of these people were built into that dynasty. And then at the same exact time, you start seeing how they are starting to come up out of that drug and alcoholism into a different addiction or a different mindset still in the industry. And I was like, man, do you understand how sometimes the enemy will sit there and like they did when Aaron put down, placed the rod down as God commanded. Do you understand that the Satan, the enemy will do the same thing for the people? 
And then at the same exact time, they will sit there and say, your, your money is going towards this war or towards this objectivity. But there was an underlying situation going on that we did not know about. That we as a nation, we would give these people or give our, our allegiance or our, our fortitude to these people. But yet and still they are serving, not God, but they're serving other gods. And I was like, I was digging down deep for just like almost this hour like do you understand like my mind was going just through many random things like haven't you noticed like certain words or certain phrases or certain you know things that we used to say in the world now these young individuals would say these things and it would mean a totally different avenue or different way of life and it would taint the whole entire narrative instead of them going and looking it up of what it is people would try to put different narratives towards it and make it acceptable in society y'all don't hear me though and see that's the thing is that we need to understand god is not duplicating anything. He's already been the original fabrication of the world from the beginning. Genesis says that. And even if a scientist or anyone of that field sits there and says, there is, we just came from two, you know, atoms, two plants colliding, atoms colliding. How can that be? There has to be a purpose in the plan that was to come. And even Sir Isaac Newton said the same thing. These molecules did not just form by itself. There has to be a beginning. There has to be a higher deity. Come on now. He did not know what he was talking about, but he had to understand there had to be God. And I'm not talking about the little G. I'm talking about the original, the Elohim, El Shaddai, the El Rapha. The, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that, that, that one. Okay. That one. And I had to go back. I was like, man, God, you, you honestly, people want to rob God of his own authority and his own concept of how he was. See, Satan wants to allude us to the deception that we're okay. No, we're not. We shouldn't get comfortable. And what we've been doing, Satan wants us comfortable in the sin that we've been portraying, the sin that we've been in. And we sit there and make excuses. I have to sit there honestly and tell God, please forgive me of what I've done. Let me denounce Everything my, my ancestors used to do from my mother's side, from my father's side, so it won't come into me. Let me denounce all of the things. Because if you don't denounce the sin and then you start seeing glimpses of the things that you don't want to be in your life. See, that's the thing is that we don't want to sit here. And this ain't even in our, my notes. So please understand, we need to start denouncing. See, demons can sit there and they can have a different 
mindset. They can travel and sit there and go and be in families. And don't you know there are generational curses? There are also generational breakthroughs. Y'all don't hear me though. But that it that to me tells me that we need to denounce a lot of the things that are going on in our lifestyle and the way we think and move. I had to start breaking away from what my families were doing in order for me to prosper, in order for me to go a different route. We have to be able to see the different patterns in our family, even if it's alcoholism, you know, fornication, adultery, whatever it is, we need to start seeing the different sinful patterns. And then God sits there and he shows you. And then he sits there and he shows you what's going on. Now we need you to go from away from that. And I had to look at it in a different perspective because how we sit there and we perceive that we should be able to rely on man. No, you, you can't. Man is sinful. Who knows the heart? God does. We were born in sin. That's how we were created because of Adam and Eve sinning. Now, when I went and I saw this, I was like, this gives me a whole different perspective on the next subjects that I had to sit there and contend with because I was like, wait a minute, hold the phone. You telling me, God, that we can sit there by simply the way that we are grown up, have been, you know, given that mindset, we can give that to our children and it's the next generation. And we can take what we have and then God can't even come in and intervene for us. Let me tell you something. Y'all don't understand. Wait, what do you mean, pastor? The way that we are living, it should be, re it should be reflected in our children. It should be reflected on what we know. It should be reflected. And I had to come to terms. It's so many times that I, as an individual, I, as a Christian, I, as a mother, you know, I had to, I had some things to hit me home this week. And seriously, on a serious note, because I don't divulge a whole lot. I'm very private. Yes, I'm very outspoken, but I'm very private on a lot of different issues because it it hits home for me. But I had to start. I had to start really start talking about how and where I came from, so that my children won't get won't go down the same path. What do you mean, Pastor? Uh, let me put a pin in that, and let me go ahead and let me let me show you some things that God was showing me in Jeremiah, also the seventeenth chapter. And I read this and I said, okay, God, this is what you have been able to segue into. And I was like, man, this is, this is juicy. Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, starting with the first verse. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron and with the point of a diamond. It is graven upon the table of their heart. 
and upon the horns of their of your altars. Verse two, wealth, wealth, their children remember their altars and their groves by the green trees upon the high hills. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do you understand that when the sin of Judah was written, the pen of iron, that's a heavy pen. That's that's something that is concrete. That is something that's solid. But yet, and still under fire, it can be bent and wilted to the person that is doing it. And But also at the same as our time, the point of a diamond. Do you understand? The authentic cut of a diamond is so rare, so authentic, so huge. That the paper could not sustain it. Only by what God is. See, that's the thing. When God writes something, it is permanent. It is final. It is thus says the Lord. And it's graven upon the table of their heart. That's what they are learning. That's what they're continuing with. That's what they know. And upon the horns of your altars what you are serving, what you are manifesting, what you are being able to put as the person, the deity, the Godhead in your life. Well, y'all don't hear me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, there is such a thing, thank you, Lord, that when you don't do what God says do, that it weighs on you. Do you understand? Because you've been raised in church do you understand that even when your parents are not doing what God says do, that it becomes more paramount when God put his hands on you and never lets go of you? He sits there and he lets you know what's going on. I mean, the pureness of the authentic of what's been going on with your parents and how you can deflect from all that mess. How your parents used to smoke. And no, God says, no, don't go away from that. Or if they were into sinful natures, don't you know that God will sit there and tell you, you have choices to make. Make the right choices towards your body, towards your temple, towards the way. So you won't have any soul ties. When you sleep with the person, that becomes a part of you. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. And see, that's the thing is that when we do it the way that God says it, and, and it won't go down to the next generation. And it says in verse two, wealth, their children remember their altars, what the parents used to do, and their grooves by the green tree upon the high hills, what they have been embedded with. Verse three. O oh, my mountains in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasures to the spoil, and thy high places for sin throughout all thy borders. Verse 4, and thou even thyself shall discontinue from thy heritage that I give thee, O oh God, and I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in my anger, which shall burn forever. People have went and sat there and turned to these different idols. And you know better. 
United States of America, you know better. And then at the same exact time, I said, okay, God. So then he said, wait, 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 wait. Go down and then put a pin in it. And it says, look, verse five, thus says the Lord, curse be the man that trusts in man and make your flesh his arm. Do you understand when you extend out your arm? That's a part of your body. That's a part of your faculties. Whether it's voluntary or involuntary, that arm is a part of you. Has become a part of your whole entire placement. That even when you rotate it, even if you move it, what have you, you have made this a permanent part of who you are. Y'all don't understand. And whose heart departed from the Lord? My God. Y'all, y'all don't understand the full validity of who God is. And then you get deceived. You, you turn yourself over. Do you understand that Pharaoh hardened his heart? Because he saw what God had did, but then he went and he called upon the God that he was serving. And he wanted the deception to be so authentic, so original, so his because of his mindset and because of what his father taught him. He was so full of deception that he let the deception overtake him and let him see without seeing who God really is. Y'all don't hear me. Oh, thank you. Holy Spirit. Get it. Don't let your own. Mind and heart and deception and, and desires turn you over. God said, in the last days, I will turn them over to what they love. Paraphrase it to what they want, their desires, because your desires are so greater than what God has for you. You desire all of these different things, wealth, power and all, but you forgot your first love. Y'all don't hear me. Jesus. And then at the same as that time, God had me to look up Jezebel. Now, this is the twist. I said, oh, Lord, okay, wow, okay. Wait a minute, Pastor, why you look up Jezebel? Because we are infinites, we know her name. Call it a spirit or what, but it's the characteristics that I'm interested in. See, the thing of it is, is that y'all sit there and say, you know, people are born evil, but also people can be innated or taught to be evil. And then it carries over to the next generation. Y'all don't hear me though. I might have to have a part two on this one because it was juicy. All right. Go back and read it and see. Let me put a pin on that one. Let me let me put a pin. Hold up. But let's go down. Okay. To the sixth verse. And it says, for he shall be like the 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 heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh. Do you understand that you won't even know who God is? You won't even know that God woke you up this morning. You won't even recognize nor define nor nor analyze nor even have the assertion to sit there and go and say, this is a God. 
you will sit there and be kind of minded and sit there and say, there is no God. There is nothing. I cannot, you know, you, you sit there. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Y'all sit there and you, you take God so much so and you dilute him with the sin of the world that even when the purified water is in front of you, you sit there and you turn your head and say, no, that wasn't God. When you start seeing a doctor and he can't even analyze or psychoanalyze what happened to the person or the individual and he just woke up out of a coma and that doctor can't even, he can only say it's a miracle. Do you understand? They won't even give God his just due, but they will just sit there and, oh, it's a medical miracle. Do y'all see how y'all gazed over God? Do you see how you just glanced over? Do you see how God was just glanced over? How how God wasn't giving his just how y'all see? Y'all don't God. Don't you see? Can't you see? See, we, even the people, a lot of people, even when they're not saved, they are saying they don't like what's going on. They don't like the uprooting. They don't like, you know, seeing all these young people out and just, just the, the uproar, the, 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 the facet. And I'm like, you know, you see so many riots of, you know, in Chicago. And I was like, where is the parents? Where is the authority? But then God really recognized and shook me and said, wait a minute. Do you understand that their parents and, and, and even if they were in God's house, raised in God's house, but was the parents mindset of God before they went and started realizing before they had their children or 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 even recognize when they got with their husband or their wife how God was factored into their whole entire narrative. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Oh, y'all, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's how Jezebel was able to get into the holies of holies and start wrecking the whole entire thing. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me go back. Let me go back because I'm getting too 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 in. But you see how juicy it is. You see that God is sitting here and warning you and saying that you won't even see when good cometh. But still inherit, shall inherit the harsh places in the wilderness. You're going to inherit places where there is no water. It's thirsty. The water is the truth. And we are thirsty. Let's say that. Like there is no true living water going on. We're thirsty. Y'all don't, y'all don't get it. Do you Lord? Let me calm down. The word of God is, is, is the word we need as the water. You can be so thirsty that you will see, start seeing the patches in the wilderness. That means you're going to be unstable, untainted. Do you understand that's what's going on in the United States? Because we have been able to sit there and take and let the enemy come in and drive all that God has given our sacred land into. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. 
And then, then, okay, let's go back over here to Jezebel. Let me, no, 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 let me, let me save this one for last because I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know something. Throughout all of this, all of this, God still had faithful people. Wait a minute, Pastor. You talk about deception, yes, but do you understand? I had to give the caveat because God is saying He still has faithful people. There are still Elijahs and Elisha. There are still Obadiahs. Oh, y'all, wait a minute, Pastor. You talking about you know what? What? Who are you talking about? Okay, let's get into this. All right, let's get into this. So let me. Say, let me let me go ahead and, and jot that there, Jeremiah. And I'm gonna I'm save it. 17th chapter and the seventh verse. Don't read that yet until I go through this. <laughs> All right. Now it says Jezebel is a uh she was a princess, but she was uh pretty much from uh the Phoenician kingdom, and which is now modern day Lebanon. She had two sons and one daughter. And this is how it, it I mean, this mess carried on. So we're going to have a part two on that one because that was deep and heavy. I couldn't get into that water yet because guess what? Some of us can't go into uh, the deep water yet until we get into the shallow. All right. Let, let's just say it like I mean it. We, we got to get into some. We, I mean, this is already deep. But I want to kind of go into the 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 part that we see in the first when we first get into the water, and then I want to go deep down deep where where the where the sin really lied. Okay, but I want to tell you that her people, the Phoenicians, serve a star, and it's a a fertility goddess of love, war, sex, and all of these different. Now, do you? I was like, wait a minute. That sounds like God. I said, wait a minute. That sounds that sounds familiar. But when I start reading down into where I was having my sources coming from, and I was like, okay. I said, oh snap. I was like in my head. Now I'm coming in from the world history of encyclopedia. All right, and. I said, oh, oh, snap. I said, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up, God. Do you understand? You may not remember a star, but do you remember Aphrodite? And I said, oh, my God. I remember this because this is what my teacher used to tell me in, you know, in history. And when we were studying the Greeks and the Romans and see Aphrodite came from the Roman part. And I was like, all right. But then you heard the Greek part, the goddess of Aramis. See, Venus, which is the planet, is named after that Greek goddess. And I was like, okay, okay. And see, a star, which is Greek, was from the Canaanites. Now, I said, okay, but then it goes further back. It says Astara is also a Samaritan goddess. And it was from Inanna, which is the fourth uh, BC. 
And Inanna was a popular goddess. See, this is all, of, you know what I mean? This is all from the originals. And this was from Smyrna, which is a star by 20, 2028 to 2020, 2250 B.C. That was the high priestess of the temple at Ur. Now, if you go into your Bible, Ur is huge. See, that's where the tarot believes of Baal and all of these different things were occurring at the time. See, that's why I said we getting deep into it without getting too deep because I want to make sure that you understand that all of these different names that you are starting to see, this is where they're coming from and originated. It's the same demon, but it's the same. You, you see what I'm saying? They, they changed the name just a little bit, but it still had the same sin in it. Ooh, y'all don't hear Ooh, ooh y'all don't. Ooh, y'all don't. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. Think about it. It's like, um, thank you, Lord, for the narrative, Holy Spirit. It is like the salt. Do you understand we have Himalayan salt, which is pink? We have a lot of different salts, but it's still the same salt. It's still to season your food. It's just a different color, different texture, different way of medicinal value, different way of health and everything else. But it's still salt. Y'all don't hear me, though. See, just like God, God has, you know, Elohim, El Shaddai, El Rafa. He has different way of saying it, but he is still the same God. Do you understand the enemy wants to deceive you because he wants to put a name to a, a lesser God, but it's still the person is still serving the same one. And then you got to be able to be modernized now. Come on, let, let's he, he trying to bring he, every every time he's bringing it up. Different ones, different ways of thinking, different ways. Do you understand? It's the same thing. But he's just trying to do it a different way or different method that you can't catch on to. Y'all don't hear me, though. Wait a minute, Pass. What are you, you, you talking Look, it started way in the temple of Ur and the daughter of Sargon of A. K K A D two thousand three hundred and thirty-four to two thousand two hundred and seventy-nine BCE. Do you understand? And way before after that. See, the enemy wanted the people to serve different gods. They were in Egypt, so they served their gods and then their demigods, and they were, you know, having to serve all these different demigods. But by the time, come on now, that Jezebel came around, her main god was Baal. But also, her origins came from the Astar, the goddess of love, sex, and war. We know her, the goddess or the demigod, as Aramis in Greek, but we also know Aphrodite in the Roman way. Venus. 
that? Wait a minute, Pastor. Why are you bringing this up? Because her family, she was very prominent. She was able to um, be in these different type of circles, get educated, well-educated, everything else. But then, you know, just like Solomon, he was able to get married to all of these different women and his heart was pushed away from God because he was serving all of these different he was serving all of these different lesser gods because of the wives. He was trying to keep peace. But do you understand? It became war within. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I thought this was good. I was like, man, that's good, God. I was like, do you understand that by the time that King Ahab, which was her husband, came into power, he was already corrupt. He was already messed up. He was already away from God. He just married into someone else that was already fluent in doing what God wasn't wanting him to do. He was already aligning himself with someone that wasn't supposed to be doing what God says do. And do you understand that became his generational that became his downfall. That became his, not just, not, it wasn't just her. He was already involved in it. It was like, it was a tipping point. Do you understand? Okay, let, let's think about this narrative. And I said, Holy Spirit. I said, fill up the cup. Now fill it halfway. And do you understand that people say, you know, the cup is half full and everything else, but that's not what I'm trying to tell you here. Think about that cup and how half full it is. King Ahab was already, and then go and dilute it with some, some dye that was red. Then some dye that was black. Don't you think he was already diluted by the time that he married into this unholy matrimony? And she driven him so much further away from God. That the next generation, oh my God, was feeling it. And then at the same as that time, I said, Lee Jesus. Y'all, y'all wait for it, wait for it. Do you understand that the examples, the way that you do, the way that you are in front of your children is magnified the next generation, next generation, and it's full blown. Y'all don't hear me though. And even the ones that are saved and have been of God and doing what God says, do, do you understand those children will run away from God? But don't you understand? He's not, they're not going to fully stay away from God. Y'all don't hear me though. Okay. Let me put a pen in that, but let me go ahead and put in this. Wait a minute, pastor. What you talking about? See, there's a difference between holiness and hell. There's between, there's a difference. And he, King Ahab, he put it all the way over there. First Kings, 16th chapter, 30th verse. Let me go up to the 29th verse. And in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab, the son of Ormon, to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Oram, reigned over Israel in Samaria 20 and two years. 
And Ahab, 30th verse, the son of Oram, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. Y'all know evil, evil personified. 31st verse, and it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sin of Jehoiabim, the son of Nabat, that he took his wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Zarians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. Look. When you have been knowing who God is and you still tip the point over to the enemy, do you see how bad he has? I'm talking about evil above all the other ones that have been before him, the kings that were before him. He started to do so much more. And then at the same exact time, I was like, what are you? Whoa. Then you married someone that is doing the same and, and she sat there and instructed you how to be able to worship Baal and worship another. I'm talking about something that is carved out of something. Not even having his own faculties. Not even being able to be transported by itself. Not talking to you. Not having no convocation. No, no, no fellowship with you. That part, you're going to sit there and worship that thing and then go and sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to stick with my wife. This is what she's doing. So I'm going to go do. Y'all have lost your ever-loving mind. What do you mean, pastor? Translate this to today's society. Do you understand that every time that you worship in food, that you worship in your family, your children, your money, your car, your, your house, your, your establishment, Everything that you have, your cloak, all of this mess, TV, whatever is your idol, what is your God? Do you understand that that did not give you life? That did not wake you up this morning. That did not give you what you needed. That did not feed you when you were hungry. That did not give you everything you needed when you were in the hospital, on your deathbed. That did not give you everything when your mind was going. And when you were sitting up there and contemplating suicide, that did not give you. That did not give you what you needed, but God was the one that gave you what you needed. Now I'm telling you, this is something that we need to understand. Deception is so much so that you will sit there and render it and thinking that it's okay to live like this. But then God sits there and tells you, not so. He's giving you warning after warning. And then people sit there and say, well, she's being mean or he's being mean. No, that's God telling you to come out of your sin. Come out the mess you are in. I don't care if you're a new beginner. I don't care if you've been in God for a minute. I don't care if you've been in God for years. When God sits there and tells you to not do it, don't do it. Because that's then sin lies at the door. And I love how God sits there and he gives you that analogy. And it says it in the word. Not if, if, if any man comes and he sits with me. 
But then also at the same exact time, let's flip-flop how people sit there and they choose so many other different ways to get into what they think is going to be heaven. You have seen narrations of people sitting up here and exploiting children in people's faces and thinking it's okay. And then say, it's, 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 there's a difference between a believer and religion. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it like I mean. Let me, let me say this one thing because I'm so sick and tired of people sitting up here and saying, this is what believers do. I, I saw and I witnessed a prominent person that is of a different national religion doing something, exploiting children and doing it in front of us and not caring. Y'all don't hear me though, but see, that's the thing is because he's not serving the living God. And then at the same exact time, that perversion, that, that, that thing that's within him, that's the deception that they want to bring out to you and ex for you to accept the narrator thing. I absolutely tell you forbid it. God tells you suffer not to sit there and mess with a child. And it says in the word. And I'm just paraphrasing. You can have a noose around your neck and catch yourself into the sea instead of sitting there and suffering for my little ones. See, stop sitting up here and putting a stumbling block for these children because you don't want to live right. Let me say that one. Oh, God, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Because you don't want to live right. Don't sit there and put that on the next generation because you don't want to live right. And then at the same exact time, you choosing to do all of this stuff. Do you understand you can become a reprobated mind? And that's pretty much what King Ahaz was. Reprobated. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. Wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. No. Go down some more. Let, let, let's keep on reading. In the 32nd verse of 1 Kings, the 16th chapter, and he rendered up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. Mm. 33rd verse, and Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, God of Israel, to anger than all of the kings of Israel that were before him. You made it your purpose. To sit there and go against God. And you see God angry and kindling before you. But yet still you didn't stop it. The United States of America. I'm talking about the ones that are not believed. I'm talking about the ones that you know better. But you're still sitting up there. And you're not doing what God says do. Thus says the Lord. And you know what our foundation was built on. Which was God. Not no little God. But the true living God. He's in our constitution. He's in our bylaws. He's in our rules and regulations. God is in there. Not a little G, but the big G. And then you have, then you start seeing, and I looked it up and I said, Lord, I looked it up. I said, ooh, Roosevelt. I said, do you understand that uh, one of the presidents had a mirror? And I and I was looking at it and I said, 
that was not, I thought it was from one president, but no, 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 that, that thing has been in the White House for a while. Demonic. Person was Masonic. Had, I mean, full blown, put the picture up, all that. And when you saw that, it was Christmas last year, and you saw all of that paganism, and you saw, you know, the symbol of Baloch and all this stuff. Do you understand? This person was full blown out there. Make no mistake, he he said that was the highest achievement that he was able to have. Not just the not the presidency, but having to serve that God. Now, and equate that to how King Ahaz was living. King Ahab lived just like that. And I, I, wait a minute, Pastor, what do you mean? See, when you can sit there and full blown go out like that and, 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 and not even get any rhetoric, any person sitting up there and calling it a sin. He, he went full blown out and it, it, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop with the, the, the ceremonies and all these things. What he did, you got, oh my God, keep reading, Pastor. Keep reading because it's, 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 ooh, life threatening. 34, 31st verse. In his days did hell, the Bethanite, build Jericho. He laid the foundation, therefore, in Aroma. His firstborn and set up the gates thereof in his youngest son, Sergal, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Joshua, the son of Nun. Do you understand all of these things that he did? And it still gets it, it still gets juicy. It gets is it, it keeps going. He hasn't learned yet. He didn't learn. He did not repent. His wife did not repent. And then at the same exact time, I had to go. I said, God, that's a lot. I mean, you, 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 you had, you know, pretty much went over. And honestly, killed a man for his growth. He killed a man. He killed God's people through his wife. Because she let him. He was a pushover. And he did this and it didn't even like face him. I was like, what in the world is going on? How could you do this to God's people? His, his wife was notorious for killing people, God's people, the prophets. And it, 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 I just said, wow, you, you are that bold. And you let your wife be that bold. 
And because a man stood up for you and said, I can't give you my grove because that's my family plot. That's my destiny. That's my legacy. You went and pouted to your wife. And what your wife did was sit there and lie on him and said he forsaked his kingdom his, and his God. I said, y'all, this did get deeper. It's get deep, it gets so deep. It, I said, this a mess. And then at the same exact time, let me put a pin in that because I wanted to go back in it. Jezebel did so much, but I wanted to lay the groundwork because let me, and I'm going to go back in the second part of it because this was juicy and y'all don't understand her family was so corrupt then when she got with king ahab it it just went full blown from there and then at the same exact time i said god had to had to remind me like fully remind me in First Kings, the 18th chapter, this is totally different now for the ones that are believers. This is what we're supposed to be. Amen. And it came to pass, this is the first verse in King James Version. After many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year and said, go, show thyself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth. Second verse. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab. And there was a sore, sore famine in Samaria. No rain. Verse 3. And Ahab called Obadiah. Come on now, this is Obi. Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. Come on, y'all. I, I said, wow. You had to put that in there, God, because some of us, while this is going on, while the deception is going on, while the dismay is going on, all hell is breaking loose. Do you understand there is still a faithful few of us that are willing to really greatly, and when it said greatly, fear, reverence, honor, doing what thus says the Lord. Doing what God says do because we know there is no other God before him. I had to put that. I'm sorry, Lord. That, that, that was just, oh, Lord, I thank you. It's like you see so much sin. You see the tipping point of the deception. You see all of this. But then don't you know that God still had one. Some. A few. That were willing to do what he said do. Let me read that one more time. Because that made my. I had to clean my palate on that one. And I, when I say that. I had to cleanse my whole entire subconscious. Because you can see so much death. So much deception. So much evil. That you had to really realize that God. Is there anyone living for you? Have you, have you thought about that? Have you, I mean as the body of Christ. If you see so much, so much, so much deception, so much mess, so much Solomon Gomorrah, is anybody living for God lately? 
Now, I'm grateful that the third verse, and Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his household. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. Verse four, for it was so when when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, and I mean cut off, that means their life was done. That Obadiah took an hundred prophets and hid them by 50 in a cave and fed them with bread and water. Do you understand? He knew what he needed to do for the God's people. He knew what she was doing, plotting and planning. Because you understand there can only be one God. There, there can only be one. There can't be so many. There has to be one. It's either one or the other. You need to love one or hate the other one. Jesus. You need to serve one and cast aside the other one. Do you understand the validity? That's part of the deception. Satan only wants you to serve him. It's been in the word of God. He pleased himself before God. And that was his downfall because he thought he was better. He could be over God. And God was like, no, I'm the only one. I'm it. There is no one above me. Y'all don't. Okay. Let that sink in. Let that marinate for you. So the fourth chapter, I mean, sorry, the fifth verse, uh, and I'm coming from 1 Kings 18 chapter and the fifth verse. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, go unto the land, unto all fountains of water, and unto all brooks, pre-avenger, we may find grass to save the house, the horses and mules alive, that we lost not all the beast, because that's how they were able to eat through the meat and through vegetation for them also. So verse six, so they divided the land between them to pass throughout it. Abraham went, excuse me. Why am I thinking of Abraham, Lord? Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went another way by himself. Do you understand that's, that's paramount? Do you understand that they divide the land between them to pass throughout it. See, that's the thing is that evil and 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 evil and holiness can't dwell. Who Jesus cannot dwell significantly with each other and not cause conflict. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Mm, mm, mm. Wait a minute, pass. How you get that? See, and, but see that see they divided the land between them to pass throughout it. Ahab, the evil one, went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself because the two could not be able to get into a mutual agreement, and you're not supposed to agree with the enemy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, we're not supposed to be able to dwell like that. See, yes, you can be able to communicate with them, but do you understand Jesus dwelt with them, but he wasn't, he wasn't significant 
enough like that. He didn't, he exposed himself to the enemy, but he made the change. Are you making the change? Are you sincerely, when you dwell in that land that God has told you to, whether it is a job position, whether it is a colleague, wherever you are professional, whether you are in the higher ranks to the lower, do you understand Obadiah went one way, King Ahab had to go a different way because their purposes were totally two different things. Obadiah feared God. Ahab did not. Obadiah made sure that he wasn't under the deception of him. There is something about being in God that we have to start realizing that there should be no fear. Fear no man. Now, the okay, let's go, let's go down some more. Let's let's go down some more. Verse 7: As Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face and said, Art thou my Lord Elijah? Verse 8, and he answered him, I am. Go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. Verse 9, and he said, What have I sinned that thou will have delivered thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? Verse 10, as the Lord giveth thy, excuse me, as the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom, whether my Lord have not sent to seek thee. And when they say he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found thee not. Verse 11, and now thou say, go tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. God is here. Thank you, Lord. Verse 12, and it shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from thee, that the spirit of the Lord carry thee, whether I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab and he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I, thy servant, fear the Lord from my youth. See, he was concerned about King Ahab. Killing him. I respect God, but I've seen what Ahab has done. I respect God, but I see what the enemy has been doing in this land. But do you understand? God knows. And I love how he said, and it came to, and it shall come to pass as soon as I am gone from thee that the spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whether I know not and so when I come tell Ahab and he cannot find thee he shall slay me but I thy servant feel the Lord from my youth you're going to be carried on with God he's going to go and he's going to come and he's going to find me and kill me but the verse 13 was it not told my Lord what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. 14 verse 
Now thy saith, go, tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here, and he shall slay me. Mm. Y'all got to get to a point. Well, it ain't your life no more. It's God. People can kill this body, but you need to fear the one that kills the body and the soul. Ooh, y'all don't hear me, though. Mm. Ooh, Lord. Obadiah was faithful because he had the fear of the Lord, but he had a uh, uh, concern for his life. And don't you know we don't need to have that? Mm, mm, mm. God keeps telling me, you need to fear the one that can kill the body and the soul. And what God is saying is that he is the only one that can be able to kill the body. See, the enemy, he can sit there and have your flesh. But do you understand my soul? That's the one that's eternity. That's the one that's going to live forever. He can't have it. Especially if I'm from God. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. And when he said it, I was like, God, all the things that he did, he he was able to take care of the prophets and everything, but he's worried about his own life. Is that like some of us? Being concerned about something that you should not be concerned about. Hmm. And it says in the 15th verse, and Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. So the 16th verse, so Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Do you understand that we are coming into a critical part of what we have known to be in a deception, are you going to be one of the ones that are the truth and speak the truth? Or are you going to be one of those that are recanting and saying, God, it doesn't live because you want to save your own self. You want to save what you got. You want to save what you have so that you can be able to still prosper when you start seeing what God is saying. That the people of God will suffer. We will be thrown into jail. We will be martyred. We will be killed. We will be persecuted. We will be slain. And we will be like Paul and Silas. We will be like the disciples. We will be like the apostles. We will be. But. I want to sit here and I want to leave this with you. And I know we're going to have uh, a number two to this because this was huge. This was juicy. We're going to get more and more into Jezebel also. And how that the prominence of the, the, the deity of their demigod, which is Baal, became profound. But Obadiah's heart, he... 
he pretty he was so fearful of who God is that even if it cost him his life, it still would cost him. But do you understand that after he told Ahab, you don't hear or mention of Obadiah any longer. And see, even if Obadiah was killed, do you understand that the purpose for Obadiah was to preserve what God has in that evil time. I say to me and to everyone that is a believer, we are preserving what God has told us to do. You know, this life is not your own. This is not, this is only just, this is the time we need to understand that we are living what God is saying. And I, Know if you're living the way that God is telling you to live. I had a lot of questions. I'm not questioning God, but I had questions to talk to God about of what's going to happen earlier, what's going on, you know, what's going to go on later on. And I know this is the final thing. But I, I want to be equipped. I want my heart and my mind prepared. Because as a pastor and prophetic, a lot of things that God shows you, you want to be able to be prepared for. And also at the same as that time, I don't I want to be faithful to God, even if it costs me my life. Man, Pastor, that's deep. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's going to get even deeper. It's going to get to the point where your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price, amen? But when Obadiah did what God said to do, we need to keep that heart. We need to keep that mind, that perspective, that through all, all the deception, all the evil, all the misfortunes, all of this or that, that we keep God in focus, encompassing in everything we do and we say. Now I want to go back to Jeremiah 17th and 7, and we're going to go right back into uh, Jezebel and everything else on a later term. But I wanted to get that out. I wanted to let you know, we as a people, we need to stand on the living God. We need to stand on the word of God. We need to be in God. We need to, we need to settle our hearts and our minds in God. Get to that point now. To God, I live and for God, I die. And it says in Jeremiah 17 and 7, blesses the man that Trust in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. Jeremiah 17 and 7. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. 
I am going to say this and I'm going a, I'm to a, uh, put a pen in everything else that we've been talking about because God keeps bringing me back. And for me, I don't know about you. God shows me glimpses of things through things and saying things and just do different things. And I looked up the number 17 in the word of God, and it means God's completion. It means God's, you know, fulfilling. A lot of different things are coming up and it's going to be completed in God. And I said the deception is going to keep mounting. We're going to see a lot more demigods coming up. We're going to see a whole lot more uh, people worshiping things that are not of God. Take heart. Know who God is on today. Know who God is for yourself. Don't sit there and get complacent and get comfortable in God. Because do you understand the enemy goes around roaring as a lion, seeking whom he may devour. And I was like, man, 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 man. People don't understand. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sowed, that is what he's going to reap. So, thank you so much for listening for me today. And if you like what you have heard, please follow, subscribe, and share. On and I'm on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms such as YouTube. And also, too, at the same exact time, I wanted to say this also. Please forgive me, but if you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I I plead with you to do so immediately. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. And I'm going to say this lightly. Do you understand that God is telling us day after day he is coming? And I'm going to say like I mean it. You don't know the day nor the hour when he is going to appear. So for us, we need to repent earnestly to God about our sins. And we need to free, and we need to stop doing what we're doing if we're sinning. And it says in Romans 10, 9 and 10. And it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thy heart that God has raised thee from the dead that thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And verse 11, for the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12 also, there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call up upon him. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
it is coming into a date and time where they're trying to make the word of God this word of God as what we know and what we need to know before we leave off for this earth. And they're trying to taint it and say that we as Christians are just as worse as Muslims. And I'm going to say this, and I am very upset about what the woman said, but I'm going to say it like I mean it. The deception is so real that do you understand they are putting out things, so many different narratives about how we should think, how we should act, and how we should be. But God already put out the narrative towards us and for us in the beginning, and he did this through his word. Saints of the Most High don't change for man. Change your behavior, change your character towards God. Change your behavior, change your character towards the way of God. And when I say this is that men, mankind is born into sin. We should not duplicate it. We should turn away from all the sin. Yes, we live in grace and mercy. But do you understand? We should not depend on grace and mercy to keep us going. But we should sit there and realize and recognize and say, I need to turn away from what I used to be and turn towards God. Now, if you haven't made that decision, please make that decision today. Time is short. We do not have enough time. We have to be able to see about and seek God for ourselves. Amen. And I want to say to all my listeners on today, thank you. Thank you so much for the ones that have started listening and for the ones that have been with me since the very beginning. And if you like this podcast, please leave a five-star rating. Click like and share. Uh, This will help us reach more people. And, you know, if you have any questions or comments, prayer or what have you can find me on Facebook at it is written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A U-L-L-O-A. Once again, it is written at L-A-T-O-N-Y-A U-L-L-O-A. It has been my pleasure to be on this podcast. It is written by Afrocentric Prophet. I am operating and the prophetic, but I am a prophetess. I am woman of God. And most importantly, I am a child of God. So please, if you have any questions or concerns, even prayers, reach out to us. We are more than willing to talk to you, discuss with you, and even pray with you, knowing who God is. But also at the same exact time, seek God for yourself. Because in knowing who God is and seeking him for yourself, the relationship starts and he will be able to keep you, deliver you, give you everything that you need in order for you to see him. And I thank you so much. Do not be a part of this deception. 
Open up your eyes. Wake up, Israel. Wake up, United States. Wake up, everyone around the world, internationally. Wake up to who God is on today. And we thank you so much for everything. Kanon samida. Anyon.